coming in. Back in Maple Street. Back at Maple Street. So y'all know what time it is. Y'all, nobody ain't got to tell y'all. Y'all already know. We back at Maple Street. So you already know what's getting ready to go down. Y'all already know. Yes, yes, yeah. Got Malcolm over here. He's putting it down, and yeah, and, uh, yeah. You know, Malcolm always take care of us. It was a full house when we got here too. Ooh, like you were having like some. I mean, it was a huge meeting going on, right? Right. I pulled up. I had to park across the street. But coach, I'm having my cup of coffee to get my day started. Right. And right. you're already what? How many? Two, three I've already sessions had in, three, coach. Three training sessions. I mean, we're gonna hit this quick, and then I got I think another five when I leave here on top of some corporate stuff so i mean the day is one of those days where i'm rolling man i love it it's gonna be a 15 hour day today but hey i'm built for it i'm built for it baby that's how we do it yeah man you go well so you do you train yourself beforehand or do you just uh i kind of train throughout you got like Like, a morning yeah 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 yeah. yeah. well i do my morning routine where i kind of meditate look at my word of the day kind of get my head right but throughout the day i kind of get my work in i mean it's so funny. I was just I was just uh, talking about yesterday, dude. I've done probably twelve thousand steps for the last four days because of all the training and the stuff that I'm doing. Okay. And on top of that, getting the push ups and the sit ups in. So it's been it, so far. It's, it's been a week of fitness, baby. I can promise you that. Nice. But, but that's how I get my work in, man. I, you know, I just try to make it part of my lifestyle. Well, we teased it on the last show. And uh, you've got your latest book out. Yes. Mentoring Leadership to Legacy. Yes. And uh, if you haven't picked it up yet. Oh, come on. Go to com, and you need to click on that. Get yeah. that. Isn't yeah. that. But get some oven mitts now. Get some oven mitts. It's, it's a little warm. It's, is, a little, it's a little warm. <laughs> Makes me think of, they were buttering the biscuits <laughs> in here. They were buttering the biscuits. Yes, sir. <laughs> Got to have your oven mitts on yeah, for that. Yeah, right yeah. There. no doubt about it. No oh, about man. It. So uh, so the biscuits are buttered up. Here we go. Let's dive into it, Coach. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk, let's talk real quick about one more time. Why did you choose to write this book? Well, for me, you know, I, 25 years I've been, I've been doing this thing. And, uh, you know, you get to a point to where you realize that what's the succession plan, right? And what do you want your legacy to be? And so for me, it was about, you know, I told you in the past, I want to live for at least 2,000 years. And I think the best way to do that is to make sure that you're being a servant leader, that you're giving back, that you're mentoring, and you're building those bridges. And the timing for this book was just, you know, with, with where I've been, you know, uh, in my life as far as business and it was perfect. It, you know, it was perfect. Nice, nice. And and as you think of your life and the interactions you have, we were just talking about, you know, you ran into Big D89. Yeah. And you're going through, you're, you're training Austin Dorsey. Right. And, you know, like right. you, you've got a lot of different interactions with people you meet throughout the day. And, uh, and what I notice is, you talk about being a superhero early on in yes. this introduction. Yes. And it, it, it just makes me think about how as you go through life, you can, you can have these random interactions with people that you impacted that you don't even know how you impacted them. Well, I mean, I think, I think that's the beauty of life, right? And that's why I, I always encourage people and say someone's always watching. And so the things you say and how you say them and the things you do and how you do them, you never know who's watching or, or how it's going to impact that person. So, so when I look back and go, you know, being super athletic, and, but, but really loving education and loving learning, uh, it allowed me to be this superhero. And, and with that, though, you get this sense of compassion. You get this sense of uh, just wanting to, to see people grow 
and move in the direction that they need to be. So running into like Big B89, you know, like running into the bear, it was like, wow. And I mean, he's all grown up, he's married, he's doing his own thing. And then, you know, and then, and then having Austin Dorsey, you know, my nephew, Oss, I mean, who's now like 6'2", 6'3", and when I first met him, you know, he's, he's like a little kid. Um, and now he's calling me on his own, right? He's calling me on his own, setting up his own stuff. Um, those are the things that keep me moving forward, you know, because yeah. those are the things that say, you know what, it matters. Yeah. It really matters. Well, and you, when you see somebody, uh, you, you, I can tell you see them in the future too, right? You yes. can see where they're going to be. Totally. Not where they're at. Totally. You know, I, ha- I have a tendency, I'll confess, I have a tendency to, to think of people when I first met them right. that like it kind of gets stuck. It's like that first impression. If they're young, I still think of them as a kid. Right. But you kind of pull the opposite and you, and you kind of see into the future a little well, bit. Well, you know, I, I always, you know, my philosophy has always been, you know what, look, you got to build it like you want it. And so when, when, when I first get people, to me, it, it's about, now, nah, but I know where you can be. Because I just believe in people, right? Yeah. I, I believe that if, if, if you really dream big and if you really put in the effort uh, and if you show up and if you're really committed, and you do the little things that I mean, really create a foundation, like you have no ceiling, like your upside is crazy. So I've just always been that visionary, right? I can, I can just, hey, I can look further than my eyes can see because I just believe in like human beings. Like, and I just know that when we get focused, when we get disciplined, when we get committed, I mean, there's no limit to where we can be. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and I think one thing we can all, recognizes that life is so unpredictable right yeah Yeah. in a good way right we're talking about like random random encounters with people but but even just the unexpected can hit you you know at any point any turn and that's what's so cool about life you know for me i think i think that's what makes it so interesting because it shows up for everyone but it shows up in different ways yeah and if you are open to it right and you don't let it happen to you you make some things happen it's, it's a beautiful thing. But every day I always say, look, if I'm above the ground instead of under the ground, I got a shot. Yeah. Yeah. I got a shot. And I, and I think when you can get people to be open to that and say, hey, what if? Yeah. Now we can go somewhere. What if? And uh, I, we're going to jump into the introduction here. We're going to break that down a little bit. But I'm curious. Uh, I saw a post with JY, you and JY yes. hanging out. Was yes. that a random encounter or how did Actually, you know, so, so Jacob, Jacob Young. So Jacob Young's my, my guy. You know, he got pulled up to the MLB and 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 uh, so the last month of the season. And I said, Hey, look, I'm gonna come watch you play. Yeah. And so you know, I planned it. You know, I but but I texted him and said, Hey, I'm gonna be at your game. Uh, so I flew to Baltimore, watching him play against the Orioles, and it was amazing. It was amazing because watching him warm up and 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 then you know he's a starting center fielder, but you could see him taking it all in. Like he literally was standing out, looking around and really just looking at Camden Yard going, I'm here, right? And then after that, just being able to be in his presence and embrace, the first thing he says to me is like, Coach, can you believe we're here? Can yeah. you believe we're doing this? Can you yeah. believe we're living this? And it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, this is what we work for. This is what you work for. And so just watching that, man, ah, uh, yeah. oh, bro. That's so cool. And, 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 you know, two weeks ago, you know, when he finished the season, we actually went to, to breakfast. And we do our annual, let's break down the, the, the season. Yeah. What do we need to do differently? And uh, so that was great. And, and, and so we have a good game plan. He'll be getting married in December. So 
you know, he's growing up and doing some things. So, mm. so those things, man, you know, like they're priceless. Yeah. Like they're priceless. I mean, mm. you just such a, you know, and again, when I got this kid, right, he didn't even realize that this yeah. is where it could be, but yeah. I saw it, you yeah. know, I saw yeah. it and just felt like if some things went our way, yeah, we, yeah. we could get there. We can get to I things. saw something on his face and it was gratitude. Oh yeah. I could just see yeah. gratitude on his face yeah. in that, in that picture. He, he is one of the most grateful Kids, I mean, man, look, I have I have the first of everything for him. The first time he started at Florida, his first time at the plate, when he broke the 30-game hitting streak, when he signed his contract with the National. Like, he and his parents have made sure that I've stayed connected, and everything that he's accomplished, they, they've made me a part of it. They've sent me pictures. I mean, they just want me to be in his life, and, and I love being in Jacob's life, so it, it's, it's a really good thing. That's awesome. That's so great. Well, let's go into the introduction here, Coach, and and you kick us off right here with uh, with with Malcolm X and yes. and the quote. I'll go ahead and read it. Education is a passport to the future. For tomorrow belongs to those who prepare for it today. You know, the bottom line for me was like, you know, I'm a Malcolm X guy, um, and, and so I studied and read a lot about him. And and when I when I that quote to me is what really helped my life like really come together because I realized that with education formally and informally there's really nothing I can't do right like and I have control of that like I, I have control of the information I take in uh, the mentors that I seek out so I that, that quote for me just set the tone for where I wanted my life to be um, and, and that's why I tell everybody education is the thing that can get you from where you are and put you anywhere you want to be you know you just got to be willing to put in the work so um that that quote, it just literally took all the things that my mother and, and my father and my grandparents had really instilled in me and just put it into one thing. And so school is where I really thrived. I mean, I you know, I never missed a day, kindergarten through twelfth grade. It's I know all of my teachers' names that, that taught me, you know, from elementary to high school. Um, because they all brought something unique. Yeah. You know, even the teachers that, that weren't great teachers, yeah, they still brought something unique to my life that I really needed. Well, you bring up an interesting point because even, you know, when when I think of Malcolm X, I mean, I, I can't help but, re, you know, recognize that, that he had he was a flawed man, you know, that, that he made some big mistakes in his life. And as a Jewish man, he's he was known at, at parts of his life as an yeah. anti-Semite, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. somebody that yeah. he, he, he his, his, you know, thought process you know, he he had been influenced, right? But I also see hope. You know, as as you start this book off with him, you, and I think of the sum of his life. Well, I think that's for me. That's what made him so appealing to me, right? Is yeah. that that here's a person. If you look at it from the surface, I mean, super flawed, but aren't we all? Yeah. But the thing that's unique about Malcolm, and the thing that he was able to do that most people just cannot and will not do. Is he owned it? Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Not only did he own it, but then he seeked the real information. Like he, he, he didn't just stay where he was, right? Yeah, he like, could have like, stayed in the he past. He could have stayed right there. He could have got. But stuck. what he did was he like he was open to the possibilities. Yeah, and that's what I love about him because to me, I mean, he personifies hope mm. that you could be at this one place, and then you can make a shift. Yeah, you can make a change. You, if if so be it, you know, if that's what you really want to do. And and so for me, that I think he's one of the most influential leaders of all time. Yeah. Just yeah. because his ability 
to own his flawedness and then change. Yeah, yeah. As you say, the, the power of education, preparation, and effort, through that, he built bridges that many of us are still crossing over today. And, and that word today is a lot in these first couple pages. You yes. use that a lot. Yes, because I mean, I think, I think, again, we have to focus on what are we doing today? What are we doing today to, to make people better? But also, what are we doing today to make ourselves better, right? Uh, are we really trying to connect the dots to get people safely to the other side? Or are we working in a silo? I mean, and again, that's on you and me, right? It's on individuals. Like, like I don't want to hear about how bad things were or how bad things... I want. What are you doing today to make those bad things better? For everyone. For everyone, yeah, oh, because... because I you, think I would have just seen you didn't hear Hulk. No worries. Yeah, I got it ready for you. Well, well part, pardon the interruption, but, but it was yeah, welcome interruption. It was. But we had to get that grub. We had to get that grub. We brought it out, and, you know, and as my mother would say, I make it hot, I want you to eat it hot. I don't know exactly where we left off, but one thing we said while we were while we were breaking here was um we're talking about life is unpredictable. Yes. But you, you know, you said, imagine what it's like for those who are unprepared. Talk to yeah. me about that. Because I think, I think with this introduction, yeah, I think you touched on something really interesting. Is just the need, the need for mentorship. Why well, well, do we need to mentor? Well, I mean, the thing is, is right. It's like, I just believe life is about learning how to cut into your learning curve. And what I mean by that is the dreams that you have, the things that you want to accomplish, how do you accomplish them? How do you accomplish them as early as you can in your life, right? So you can experience that type of success and then hopefully pass it on. Well, the only way to do that is, right, is through mentorship. It's having people who are living the life or living the dreams that you, you know, they've done it. They've seen the pitfalls. They know where the holes in the road are, right? and they can steer you around them. And so if they can do that, that means that your transition and the things that you do, you're a little smoother, you're a little better, hopefully a little more efficient, and hopefully get there sooner, which means that we progress even more. If you're a person who are not prepared, we all know that life's gonna show up. So if you're not prepared, you're living in chaos. Everything about you is chaos. It's all reactive. You're not being proactive of anything. So, of course, if I'm not prepared, then I don't necessarily know how to react to certain things. And the way that I react could be right, could be wrong. But the more prepared you are, greater flexibility. The more confident you can be in what it is you're trying to do. So for me, the mentors that, I've, that I have and the mentors that I had, I wouldn't be here without them. I wouldn't be in this position to do what I'm doing. Like, you know, I was telling an athlete yesterday, I said, imagine if I didn't bet on myself and take a risk to run again. That means I'm not training you. I'm not your coach. Imagine if I didn't take a risk to really learn how to train and develop leaders and, and, and build teams. I'm not speaking corporately. Uh, imagine if I don't really take on education and really learn and, and, and figure out how to go behind the words as Malcolm would say, I'm not writing books. 
not books like this. So to me, preparation is everything. And I think people lose that will to prepare. They get tired. Yeah. They get tired because it's a grind. Yeah, you get complacent, right? Because yes. you, you, you know you feel like you've put in the work, and uh, you know maybe you maybe you're in a safe place. And it's those self talks, right? Those self talks of, man, I've worked hard every single day. I put when it, when is my payoff gonna come? When, I mean, I should be further along. It's those self talks right there. I, I feel like they derail so many people. So many people, because you know. In your head, you have this time frame. For whatever reason, we, we think we know better than God, like when we should have something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I do that all the time, Coach. I put a, <laughs> I put a time frame in my head. <laughs> I know. I'm like, all right, I'm three years in on this. Right. I'm not where I, I thought I was going to be, and uh, I'm coming up on five years now, Coach. <laughs> Maybe well, I need to rethink this thing. Well, I mean, that's the whole thing, right? Instead of like, it, you know, I always believe that like, our approach to things if yeah. we just approach things differently that's why i love the one day at a time getting one percent better because then i stay in the journey i stay in the journey and then what i realize is is that any success that i have has been a process of just staying present you know because adversity is going to come right mm. so if i could just stay present when that adversity hits yeah. then i deal with it yeah then I deal with it. Yeah. But if I don't stay present when the adversity hit, oh my God, it's chaos. Well, and, and so you look life in the eyes, directly in the eyes, and uh, and you and you learn that at an early age uh, from your from your grandfather and uh, from a light of a neighborhood. So in in the introduction, you break down all the incredible influences, the positive oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. influences in your life, and the people you learn from, the community. But uh, talk to me specifically about your mom and, and, and in, in the introduction, break down what, what are the main things that she gave you looking at you in the eyes. Right, right. I feel like you had to make eye contact with your mom. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, EU Nice rolled a different way. I mean, I mean, just straight up differently. I mean, I think the key was, though, that, that she, she learned and got information from her mentors, which were, were people in the neighborhood, you know, the, the, the women like Miss um, uh, Viola Davis and, and Miss um, uh, O.C. Green and Miss uh, Doris Grissett, because my, my mother's mom passed away when, you know, she, she was young. She was like 25. And, and so these women became her, her mom and, and they mentored her. And so she took all of that stuff and she made sure that she poured it into us. And, and I think, again, when you lose a parent, especially her mom at that age, you know, she lost her dad when she was probably 14, 15. Your mom did? Yes. Uh. So she, she knew that, hey, look, this game of life, it can deal you something really early that, quote unquote, you're not prepared for. And she wanted to make sure that, no, 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 I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to you guys straight. So the things that she taught me, you know, I talk about it in the introduction. One of the, one of the things was my, my, my mother was simple. She said everything once. And, and because she said everything once, it taught you how to be a good listener. Because she wasn't repeating herself. Now, look, look if my mom had to repeat herself on some stuff, that was not going to be good. Like nobody in the house was going to benefit from that. But as I get older, 
And as I moved through my career, what I, what I figured out was, man, I'm a good listener. Like, I really hear people. And that's a skill. I mean, think about how many times people have been having a conversation with you and you ain't heard nothing they said yet. You know what I mean? Because you're sitting there worrying about what you're going to say. Yeah, yeah. You're not listening. Yeah. And so the mere fact that she only said things once, it really taught me that skill, which really I benefited in school. Because when the teacher was talking, I got it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, doing homework for me and stuff, that was easy. Yeah. Because I really got it, right? But then from the athletic side, oh my God, coaches tell you one time how to do something, I was able to execute. Yeah, and, so, and, and you don't always get all the information, right? Right. So you have, right. you have to prepare yourself and be, I guess, a good enough listener to read between the lines and fill go the behind gaps, the words, go behind the words, figure some stuff out. Yeah. I mean, but again, yeah. for me, all, you know, just that one little lesson, I have benefited greatly from it. Like, like awesome. gratefully. Wow. So, so in the introduction, I actually give you five things that, that mom did, right? So that, that was one of the first ones. The second one is really crazy. And every time I say it, people go, what? What does that mean? My mom say, wherever you cut up, I'm going to cut up. You cut up at school, I'm going to cut up at school. You cut up at the grocery store, I'm going to cut up at the grocery store. And people are like, what does that mean? It means that if I act out, if I'm screaming, if I'm showing my butt, my mom is going to show hers. <laughs> in other words, she wasn't that chick that talked about uh, when we you, get home, you, you embarrassing me, or, or when, when you get home, or when your dad. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. EU Nice took care of that right there. Mm. Like, if this is where you want to do it, then this is where we'll do it. <laughs> but I mean, if you think about That's that, good. though, it, what it really taught me was was how to be respectful yeah. and how to be responsible. Because what she was saying is, you're responsible for your own actions. Now, you can make a choice, but you don't get to choose the consequences. So, I'm gonna hold you accountable. And it really just taught me like, you know what? Man, I'm really responsible for my mood. I, I, I'm responsible for how, how I, you know, display myself when I'm out and about. And that paid, that fed into my, you know, someone's always watching. Yeah, yeah. So again, you know, it was kind of like from an early age, you, you, you kind of subliminally getting that, that someone's always watching. Yeah. You don't think about it, man. I grew up, there's no cell phones. There's none of that stuff. Yeah. There's no social media. But my mother always knew where I was. Yeah. But I like also how it wasn't, you mentioned, she wasn't worried about being embarrassed. No. She was, she was about no. teaching you there are consequences for your decisions and your actions. For your actions. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, man, my, 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 it was simple with my mother. She's like, my job is not to worry about what people think or say about me on how I'm trying to get you to do what's right. Yeah. My job as a parent is to teach you what's right. And, 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 and look, and she did it. Yeah. And she didn't care. Yeah. So I often say to people, when I tell them that story, I go, how many times you think my mom had to do that? I can promise you it wasn't many, brother. Yeah. It wasn't many. Because yeah. we knew. Today for tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she wasn't bending on it. Yeah. Like, it, it's, this is how we run our house. 
Um, number three was pretty crazy. It doesn't cost anything to be kind. Now, if I had a dollar for every time I heard my mother say that and then follow it up with, you never know who's going to have to hand you a glass of water. I mean, bro, think about that. Think about how profound that is. Like at the end of the day, she's like, baby, you don't ever know what position you're going to be in. Yeah. You, 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 you don't know the, the person you meet today could be the person 10 years from now that yeah. gives you an opportunity of a lifetime. Wow. I mean, she, it taught me compassion. Yeah. It taught me how to be empathetic and compassionate. And at the end of the day, what does it cost just to be kind? Yeah. She, she's like, I mean, what kind of person would you be if you feel like you got to beat up on someone or belittle someone for you to feel better? She's like, I don't know how you could think that's a good thing. So when I think about that lesson, dude, I'm like, man, this chick, she, <laughs> I say it all the time, you nice was different. It was a little thing, but it was a big thing. So if you fast forward to today, that word being kind to people, it's like a foreign thing, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, you know, our language is so muddled. Oh. People confuse being nice for being kind. Brother, right. I, I, I'm just telling you, man, it, it, it's like when I think about today, it's like, man, if we were just a little kinder to each other, yeah. just a little kinder, yeah. if you just start with that, we're in a lot better place than we are right now. So, you know, these life lessons, man, are just, they're ringing true today, even more so. Yeah. Uh, the fourth thing was, you know, she encouraged me to write myself a love letter. And you know, a few years ago, we came out with Operation Love Letter. It's another one of those things that people go, what? You did what? Well, what my mother wanted me to understand was like, look, at the end of the day, you get to write your own story. No one gets to tell you who you are or what you need to be or where you should go. Like, write that story for yourself. What she was saying to me was, oh, man, listen, know your value, son. Know your value. And if you know that, you're going to be okay. Because it means you're going to be an advocate for your life. So that lesson just taught me, like, look, I have a voice and my voice matters. Again, very simple. But try writing a love letter to all of my audience. Try writing one to yourself. See, we, 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 we're taught not to talk about ourselves. We're taught not to love ourselves that way. Like, what? Are you kidding me? If I don't love me, who else is going to love me? How could I expect you to do something that I can't do for myself? That's crazy. So again, one of EU Nice's little things that turned out to be a very big thing, right? Because I'm writing books now. I went from writing letters to writing books. So again, she's just giving me practice to do what I do. The final one was... Some of the bridges that you build are not for you to cross, they're for other people to cross. Build a bridge anyway. So when I think about this book, this is the epitome of the book. It's about building a bridge anyway. I'm okay. My kids are okay. My grandkids are okay. But this is bigger than that. There, there, there are some people who might not be okay. There are some people that might need a bridge. And so for me, if it wasn't for people like 
the people in my neighborhood and people like Malcolm X, Dr. King, and Dr. Anderson, and Mother Teresa, where, where would I be? Where would I be? You know, I, I'm taking advantage of, of bridges that were built by people who didn't necessarily get to the other side. So that was one of my mom's things. Like, look, come on, build a bridge. People need you. So in this introduction, it was just important for people to understand where I'm coming from when I'm talking about mentorship, when I'm talking about unconditional love, when I'm talking about giving back, when I'm talking about don't ever stop learning. It's important. Yeah, I think you, you really give us a sense of how passionate you are about this topic in that in the intro yeah and and obviously hearing you talk about it uh, so you know my encouragement you know uh, listeners continue to to uh, do the work get in there and read the book and, yes. and get started we, we've broken down a good crux of the book of, of the introduction there but there yes. is a lot even you know just in a few pages yeah there's yeah. more nuggets to be found there so even a couple more from EU Nice from Mala. So yes, it is. That's awesome, yes, man. And, and thank you for taking the time this morning to, to break that down. And uh, you know, as always, we we love to break bread. So oh we, we man, got, yeah, I mean, we, it's it's a beautiful thing. I mean, look. First of all, anytime I get to fellowship with you, I always tell you that it's special. I love that we get to to do these things, um, and I and I love that people enjoy it. But I just love doing these things with you. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and I think people need to, to need to really understand that part of it is that this is not a show because we want people to really listen and go, oh, you guys are great. I mean, for me, it's, it's like my books. This is therapy. I, I get to spend time with my little brother to make sure that he's good and he gets to make sure that I'm good. And we just happen to be able to give information that can help some other people be good. And, and I think that's, that's what, that's really what this book's about. It, it's about encouraging people. Man, find that person that helps you be the best version of yourself. And then you do it for someone else. Man, you do that, brother, these problems we having, we ain't having them. Yeah, yeah. and I so, think a lot of people get lost in not realizing how much they are needed oh, and how much they have to yes, offer, even dude. in a conversation, even in a moment. Uh, and you know, and I, if you really I, listen and look, those things are going to be there for you. So why not go ahead and lay the foundation? Yes. Prepare yourself to be a mentor. Yes. Be ready for anything. I tell you, G Money, I, I think you just nailed it. Right. I mean, you just hit the nail right on the head. I don't think that most people realize how valuable they are, yeah. how exceptional they are, yeah. and that if they would just take the risk. They could be the light in somebody else's life. Yeah. I mean, again, that's the goal. That's that's where that's what we want people to get to. So, well, let's go, Coach. Hey, hey, man, listen, day, hey. listen. It's always good. <laughs> always. I can't wait till we do it again. We'll get into chapter one and we'll kind of walk through this book. And um, you know, we're just going to keep sharing, and, and hopefully, we're, we're going to help people be better, and we're going to continue to be better. And look, go to the website. AlmondGunnerExperience.com. Order your copy of the book if you haven't gotten it. And uh, hey, catch us next time because we're we going to get through this thing.
Got her out. <laughs> Every day is game day. Every day, baby. That's how we do it right now, brother. So, Coach, as a, as a bonus here, break down what, what is a, a takeaway, something that, that we can do the work on over the time period before the next show? I think the biggest takeaway is this. You know, if you listen to what we were just discussing as far as the introduction, you probably can tell that I'm really passionate about this particular subject. Is because when I look back over the course of my life, I realize I'm not where I'm at without mentors. I, I, I don't get out of Baldwin. And I certainly don't get out doing the things that I'm doing now without mentors. And, and so what I think you need to do is I, I think that wherever you are right now, just look back over the course of your life. Ask yourself, do you have mentors? And if you don't, then why? I mean, reach out to someone, right? And are you mentoring? Like, just, it, it's simple. Ask yourself those two things. And whatever those answers are, act accordingly. Because you can't win by yourself. Nobody wins by themselves. Like, it's going to take somebody. And so if you're in a place to where you feel like you should be further along, then seek out the people that can help you get further along. If you're in a place where you feel like you have some type of success, well, now let's work on your legacy. Let's make sure that we continue that. So those are the two things that, that I really want you to do. I really want you to evaluate that. And then the next time when we come back, let's discuss, see where we at.